Hello there and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized, informative podcast that's aimed to be listened to while you're in the shower, but really you can listen to it anywhere at all. The whole point of this podcast is that we debunk the mysteries of the world, those questions that you never knew you wanted the answer to, in a fun, informative way. Listeners send in questions they have always wondered the answer to, and we debunk them. Thus far, we've answered questions like... What are pins and needles? Where did the idea of a three-course meal come from? Why do dogs always stick their heads out of moving cars? Speaking of animals, can animals and humans reproduce? And loads, loads more. I guess you could say... We expand your mind while you wash your squeaky behind. <laughs> and this week is no different. But before we get stuck into this week's question, Ooh. while you're on your phone or laptop or wherever you're listening to In The Shower with Taz and Marcus, open it up, open up the app you're using, click that little subscribe button. And if you're feeling extra generous, give us a rating and a review. Those are the little things that let more people like you find more people like us. It bumps us up the charts and it bumps you up in our hearts. Oh, Marcus. Cracking out the rhymes tonight. (laughs) So, this week's question. This week's question comes all the way from Toronto. 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 From a Miss Lauren Jamie. And she asks... What are allergies? This week's question comes all the way from the home of Drizzy himself, Toronto. Hang on, who's Drizzy? Drizzy, Drake, OVO, you know, started from the bottom and now he's here. Oh God. He'll take care of you. Oh God. He only loves your party, he only loves his bed and his mama, but he is sorry. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Marcus, tell us the question. (laughs) Okay, well, you know what? Maybe maybe I like some of Drake's tunes, okay? (laughs) Well, okay, so this question comes from native Torontonian Lauren Jamie, and it falls at a perfect time of year for us. She's asking, why do we get allergies? First off, is somebody from Toronto called a a Torontonian? Torontonian, yeah. Torontonian, really? I'm pretty sure it is. So am I a Mullingaranian? Mullingaranian? Mullingaralian. There you go. That is such, such, such a good question, though, because it's been in my mind as well. As soon as the winter ends and we look for the bit of heat, with the sun comes the pollen. And when you're supposed to be out frolicking through the fields of flour in the sun, fields of wheat, you're reduced to a giant ball of schnapps. It is actually the worst, isn't it? Like, you're properly just like... Like, you know, like, even when we did the cliff walk there recently, you're walking through and some of our group were just, like, blowing their nose when you're walking mm, through those fields at the end. Hay fever is the worst. Hay fever is the worst. Do you have any allergies? Actually, I don't, you, don't have, you don't really get hay fever, do you? I don't get hay fever. I, I have an allergy. I, I will say I have diagnosed myself with this allergy, but I do not agree with pine nuts. If I have pine nuts, I get super, super, super crampy. And restaurants always try to sneak them into sauces and pesto. And I genuinely feel so powerless getting disabled by a tiny little nut. You know what? You think you're in charge and then kaboom! Pesto. I know! (laughs) Pesto is not the pesto. (laughs) Forget the resto. Anyway, I looked into why we actually get allergies, given the season that's in it and, and Lauren's question, and pollen counts being as high as they are. If you can tell me why and then give me a cure at the end, I will be eternally grateful because pesto... 
I want you to be my besto. <laughs> bestie bestie? Bestie bestie. Anyway, so let's start this episode just with the reassuring and comforting fact that your body is under constant attack, like literally all the time. Constantly being bombarded from the outside with bacteria, germs, viruses, parasites, and allergens, and more. Nice reassuring way to start the episode, Marcus. Yeah, well, listen, luckily, over the years, we've become pretty good at defending ourselves. Um, and our immune systems are generally pretty badass, keeping all of the nasty stuff out and stopping us from dying really easily all the time as soon as we get in contact with anything nasty. The good old immune system always has our backs. And our fronts and our bottoms and generally everything that's contained within our body. Um, So, basically, when we encounter an antigen for the first time... Hang on, what's an antigen? So, an antigen is a foreign body um, which can set off an autoimmune response. So, like bacteria right. or parasite or anything like that. Um, every time your body encounters a new one, it learns how to defend itself from it in future. So the first time might affect you, but the second time you will know how to defend it. That's why people don't generally have an allergic reaction until the second time they're ex- they're exposed to an allergen. Ah, okay. So give me give me kind of a short explanation here. Okay, so in short, an allergic reaction is a bit of a screw up by your body, and it kind of comes down to a bit of a misunderstanding. Okay. As I said, when you encounter an allergen or an antigen your body learns how to create antibodies to deal with it and get rid of the threat. Which, you know, by all accounts, is great. Is that why we get injections growing up? Yeah, so it's kind of the same concept. Like, it helps when you get vaccinated by something. Immunisation, is it? Yeah, when you get vaccinated by something, it's teaching your body Mm. to to deal with the threat by putting a tiny, generally, like, dead amount of the illness in you so that you can fight it if you ever get exposed to it. Yeah. Um, But in the case of allergies... Your body confuses the likes of pollen or dog hair or, like, you know... Pine nuts. Pine nuts. (laughs) (laughs) For a serious threat and absolutely freaks out, um, which creates your body to produce a a surplus of antibodies which releases a load of plasma and a thing called histamine, which leads to all of those juicy symptoms like hives, itchy face, runny nose, and in some cases, like, full-on anaphylactic shock. First off, thanks for describing those as juicy symptoms. Probably the most disgusting way you could have described well, do you know hives. what? They are juicy because they, they create... So basically your mast cells, which like contain all these all this I plasma... I can tell I'm not like this. Yeah, it, like, it, it opens them up and that's where all of that fluid comes from, oh, basically. Oh, God. That's yeah. not good. So why do some people's immune systems freak out at the slightest bit of pollen or shellfish and then others not? Well, as you can imagine, genetics and environment have a lot to play here. Um... For example, it's thought that having early exposure to pets like in the first year of your life can drastically reduce chances of allergies to animal dander due due to your your body becoming used to it very early on. So, you know, if you've just had a baby, consider throwing a puppy in there. I just like puppies and babies. Send us pictures (laughs) of your puppies and babies. That's very interesting, actually. That's why a lot of people who grew up in cities may have hay fever. Uh And can, can you genetically inherit allergies? Like, I don't want my kids to have a fear of pine nuts the way I do. Well, kinda. Kids born to couples where one parent has an allergy are 33% more likely to develop allergies themselves. Holy crap. But then when both parents suffer from allergies, that number jumps up to 70%. And is that just allergies across the board? Um, It seems to be. It just kind of like, obviously it can be a bit specific, like peanuts and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, it seems to be just kind of... Slightly, yeah. Okay. But again, exposure to allergens during early development are key. And I mean really early exposure. So researchers at Henry Ford Hospital found that children born via C-section are six times more likely to be sensitive to dust allergens than babies born naturally. 
because they don't get exposed to all the good stuff that's chilling out in their mother's birth canals. Oh my God, that's so interesting. So what, why is that? So basically it's thought that the microbiome that's found in the birth canal teaches babies right from the moment they're born the difference between good and bad bacteria or certain good and bad bacteria in, in some way. Oh, wow. Yeah. So kind of like the last little bit, just before we release you into the world, is the last bit of knowledge your body needs. Literally Zelda style, it's, dead, it's dangerous to go alone, take this. That's amazing. Yeah. So come here, growing up in the countryside, we were always out, you know, playing in the fields and in the dirt and whatnot. And we're always exposed to animals. And myself, my brothers, my family are all healthy in general. Are those two kind of things related? Well, you weren't exposed to pine nuts, clearly. There's a a theory behind the fact that rates of people who suffer from allergies in the Western world are going way up and why allergies are way more common in wealthy developed countries than they are in poorer developing countries. Okay. Yeah, it's called the hygiene hypothesis. Right. Basically, everything is so clean and disinfected all the time in the West that we don't really get exposed to all the viruses, bacteria and parasites that you might be exposed to in developing countries. So when your body does encounter something nasty later in life, it has mm. a bit of a meltdown. A really good example of this would be deli belly. Okay. So it's not necessarily an allergic reaction, but say if you you know only eat in like sanitized areas in the West and your kitchens are nicely disinfected and everything, and you go over to India and you have something that was cooked in a cart in a street in a hot city where there's loads of flies and everything everywhere, you're, you're going to be sending some gravy rockets out your bunghole pretty shortly and like but people are surviving on but, that every day yeah but people like you're over if people the people over there are absolutely used to it yeah yeah so and that's the thing like if you go over it's worth say like brushing your teeth with the tap water because that's just a tiny amount ah. that you're not swallowing but your body's getting to take it in interesting yeah like do you know what expose yourself to that stuff as much as possible go and I'm not saying like eat dog poo or anything but like you know go roll around in the mud you're okay so, so basically, we get allergies because our bodies mistake innocuous substances for nasty ones and then kind of provide an exaggerated autoimmune response by releasing histamines and plasma. So technically, it isn't the peanut that's causing the reaction. It's your body's reaction to the peanut that's causing the reaction. 10 out of 10. You absolutely nailed that explanation. Which kind of leads to the typical allergy symptoms. Yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely. So is there a cure for allergies? Well, the most common thing that people take are antihistamines. Yes. Um, But the thing is, they just kind of make your symptoms recede. They don't make you any less allergic. Okay, so obviously antihistamine, your body produces histamine. It's kind of an obvious obvious thing what's going on there. But can your body build up a tolerance gradually? Like say if someone has really bad hay fever and they find the love of their lives who lives in a cornfield in the middle (laughs) of Ireland, can they move down there or will they always be plagued by asthma? You, you actually can. Them. You actually can, but just for respiratory allergies. Um, oh, okay, okay. So using a thing called immunotherapy. Basically, you're given tiny but ever-increasing amounts of whatever it is you're allergic to, be it dust or pollen or animal dander. I really like saying animal dander. It's <laughs> fun. It's like animal dander. Um, so you're either, you're, you're given tiny amounts of that either by injection or orally um, until your body learns how to react them react to them normally. Um, but obviously this can be costly and it can take months or even years to have a proper effect depending how long um, y- you want to space it out. So it's not ideal. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Well, actually, go on. do you know what? You can actually do it. You can do a thing called rush immunotherapy as well. Okay. I just found this um, after, after I'd done a bit of research. Rush immunotherapy is basically a week-long, non-stop intensive exposure 
to what you're doing and that increasing stuff. That sounds like stuff. hell. It is hell. I like there's accounts of people who do it who are like it's generally when people suffer from really severe allergies like hay fever or dust allergies where they can't function normally. They have to go through this. Holy Apparently it's like shit. the longest week of your life you're constantly suffering and it might not completely even take away the allergy. It sounds like but coming off heroin cold turkey or something. It is kind of like that. Yeah, except they're injecting things into your body instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean that is only generally used in the case of extreme allergies but yet yeah, rush immunotherapy is a, is a thing that happens. That is well. absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Absolute random fact that has no relevance really to what we were just talking about, but a relevance to allergies. I remember I met a guy in Chicago when I was living over there and he mm-hmm. had a severe, severe peanut allergy. Right. And from as long as he was, like, and from as long as he can remember, anytime he wanted to kiss someone or hug someone or shake someone's hand, he had to ask them whether they had eaten peanuts. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so insane? Well, I know, I, like, um, I remember hearing a story about a guy kissing a girl in a disco and going into anaphylactic shock because she'd had like satay for lunch or something. Oh my God. How scary is that? Like, honestly, you kiss someone and then you die because they had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yesterday. That sucks. That is very, very bad. All you're doing is having your PB&J and you've killed a man. Exactly. That was a a very, very interesting episode. There you go. Yeah. And kind of what we can do about them. Mm -hmm. Get get yourself trapped in a room with with that evil substance. Yeah, rush immunotherapy. That's absolutely insane. Do you have any allergy facts to wrap this episode up? I wouldn't really be an episode of In the Shower if we didn't drop some facts. Obviously, yeah, they're not the happiest facts. Go on, give us these no doubt extremely happy facts about immune confusion. Probably a lot to do with animal dander. (laughs) Animal dander. That's the one good thing about this episode. I've learned what animal dander is. (laughs) Like, next time I walk into someone's house where they have a pet and there's hair, I'm going to be like... Cast thine eyes upon the fields of animal dander. Um, Anyway, so allergies are the sixth biggest cause of chronic illness in the United States, costing upwards of, wait for it, $18 billion every year. Holy shit, that is a lot of Kleenex. Any more? Yeah, um, so early on the episode and all through the episode, we mentioned hay fever. Um, the term hay fever actually refers to allergic rhinitis, which basically mm. means you're allergic to plant pollen. Uh, people thought it was a sickness you caught from cutting hay back in the day, so the name stuck. And while it's possible to be specifically allergic to hay, you'd have to be really unlucky because it's pretty rare. Hey! I'm allergic. <laughs> <laughs> So everybody, that is what allergies are all about and how we can possibly get over them. So Lauren, Jamie, next time you're running through the six with my histamines, <laughs> um, you know how that shit go. See, I'm glad that I could work in a Drake lyric. How you should see him right now? He's absolutely beaming. I am beaming. The pride is oozing out of Honestly, every pore I of look his body. Like, I look like Drake in Degrassi when he's just <laughs> smiling all the time. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of In The Shower with Taz and Marcus. If this happens to be one of your first, your first or your second or your third episode of In The Shower with Taz and Marcus, good news, there's over 40 episodes for you to binge listen to right now. Questions that you've always wondered the answer to. Questions that will make you a more interesting dinner party guest. Get involved, have a binge listen and let us know what you think. Absolutely, that's like 15 hours of non-stop learning. 
non-stop learning Probably and more. facts. Yeah. Imagine how, how sexy your brain would be after that. If you like what you're listening to, please, please, please get in touch with us and let us know. All you listeners are invisible to us. So we, we actually don't even know if you're listening. I could just be talking to you right now, Marcus. You are talking to me, but hopefully you're talking to people all around the world. So do give us a shout. And if you want to do that, whether it's with feedback or you just want to say hi or you want to send us pictures of your puppy or, of course, if you have a question for Taz and myself to answer in in the shower, this is how you get in touch with us. If you're on Facebook, just look up In The Shower with Taz and Marcus or if you're on Twitter, look up at In The Shower Pod. If you want to get in touch with us via email, send us a question, send us a picture, send us your love. You can get us at intheshowerpodcast at gmail.com and I repeat in the shower podcast at gmail.com and i repeat send us pictures of your puppies <laughs> please and puppy dander <laughs> a couple of thank yous to wrap up this allergic episode um thank you to all the crew in the head stuff podcast studio alan paddy and all of the crew big up you you big sexy legends Next up, thanks to Flo Robinson for our lovely cover art. I get to see you on Tuesday, Flo, and I'm very excited. Unfortunately, the rest of you don't get to see Flo on Tuesday, so you're just going to have to use your imaginations. She's she, fab. She is brilliant. <laughs> a final thank you to the excellent Dave Gertzman who came up with our theme music. You can find him on Instagram at Dave's Record Rama. If you need a jingle or anything else, please do look him up because he is class. But most of all, thank you so much, you, for listening and dedicating your ears to us for the last 15 minutes. We really, really hope you have a magical week and that you give yourself a pat on the back and say, well done for getting up this morning, well done for killing the day, and it's going to be a good week. We love you. We love you so much. Next week's question, Taz. Next week's question is one that was sent in just yesterday from avid listener Luna O'Neill, and she asks... What does okay mean? We'll be answering that next Monday in time for your morning shower. But in the meantime, keep scrubbing! This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.